Welcome to Nathan's School of Thought. I'm Nathan Walker, Global Performance Coach, here to share principles gleaned from decades of teaching, training, and coaching on four continents. Whether you're a senior executive, salesperson, new parent, military leader, artist, musician, head of a nonprofit, or a student, it doesn't matter who you are, only who you can become. Join me each week to have your brain flipped upside down as we move together toward a happier, healthier, and much more productive life. Hello, my friends. I found myself preparing for a long trip recently, and it reminded me of one of my favorite lines from the movie Joe vs. the Volcano, where the luggage salesman says, So, a real journey. I love that show. People think I'm weird because I love it. Um... And on a trip, on a long road trip, the possibility of some problem is real. But the likelihood of real catastrophe is really pretty small. We can often flip the two around in our minds and find ourselves anticipating catastrophe when all we really need to do is prepare for the trip. So there are some things we should always be ready for, right? A flat tire, a dead battery... We want to make sure we have paper towels. We've got to have snacks. you got to have your peanut M&Ms when you're driving, or what's the point? Uh, I want to make sure I have my wallet. Don't want to be at a store without a way to pay for anything, and I don't want to do dishes at anybody's restaurant. Uh, if we're camping, we've got to make sure that we have a way to start a fire. may have to take some firewood. You've got to have food. You've got to have a tent. You might need extra blankets. It would be wise to have a tarp or a rain poncho in case things get a little weird and the sunny weather goes away. The interesting thing about planning trips like that, especially for those of us who might be very creative or tend to engage in fantastical thinking, is that we can get a little bit obsessive. We might start worrying about extra shelter. What if there's a problem with the tent? What if we need to take another tent or an extra layer of tarp or a... What if somebody else... Forgot to bring theirs. What if we need extra gas? What if we run out of gas and the nearest gas station is 150 miles away and nobody stops to help? What if one of the propane tanks for the little camp stove is bad and we need extra propane tanks? What if we run off the road in some remote area and we have to survive for three days and we're going to need some survival gear? What if we roll down a cliff and we have to cut ourselves free and then find some way to climb back up the mountain, and we only get partway up the mountain, and night falls, and we've got to build a fire, and we... You see where I'm going with this, right? What if there's an attack or an intruder? We may need several ways to defend ourselves. It could be that the first thing we think of isn't going to be sufficient, and we need another way. What if you need a gun and a knife and a trained attack dog and some karate skills? We might need a contingency plan in case of natural disaster. What if there's an earthquake? What if we can't get back home because a volcano that's been inactive for 112 years just went off and blocked the road? What if we're staying in a hotel and the power goes out? What if there's civil unrest because we're staying in a hotel and the power went out? What if we're staying in a hotel, the power went out, we're in a little tiny town in a little tiny place that's very, very safe, but for some reason there's the first civil unrest they've had in a century or so, and we're caught right in the middle of it. Those are all possible. Completely possible. 
But the difference between preparation and worry, between anticipation and believing that those possibilities are a certainty, is the difference between joy in the journey and a miserable life. Of course, as the world continues to redefine crazy, we can find ourselves overwhelmed by all the possibilities we might have to prepare for. But there are interesting mental tricks that our minds play on us, and one is that the more time we spend thinking of possibilities, the more those possibilities become certain to us. We can find things that are really unlikely and have them appear in our minds to be a near certainty, and it's only a matter of time. We can find ourselves going from a place of planning to a place of panic. And it doesn't matter what kind of thing we're preparing for. I use the example of going on a trip. But this is the same if you're preparing food storage in the case of natural disaster or job loss. The same is true if you're preparing to speak in public. The same is true if you're preparing for a job interview or for the end of a relationship or for any other thing. Allowing the possibilities to multiply and giving too much weight to them is a real problem. You can let your imagination go with possibilities, and it can be entertaining and sometimes really helpful and wise to consider all of the things that might happen. But if we were to score them from least likely to most likely, we have to make sure we give them the proper score. So here are some things that will help you plan effectively for any scenario, whether it be a public speech, a trip, or a natural disaster. Number one. Begin with the things that you are certain of and experienced with. If you're certain that you need to prepare for a particular thing, but you don't have experience in that area, get some expert help. That expert might be a friend or an associate. The expert might be a professional in that area. Get help. You might be careful how much help you get from Facebook. Some of that stuff is just crazy. Number two, start with the most likely scenarios. So if you think there's going to be an unpleasant discussion at a local HOA meeting, you don't need to prepare for a civil war. Those are two different things. Start with the most likely scenarios and address them first. As with the example I gave you of going on a trip, it's likely that we'll need to buy food and gas. It's likely that we need to have good tire pressure and make sure that our spare tire has air in it. And it's likely that we're going to be sitting for a long time. We might want some means of entertainment. So, number two was start with the most likely scenarios and then work outward from there. Number three, curate your contingencies. Very few of the things we could worry about are actually likely to happen. So we can make contingency plans until the cows come home. But we need to curate those plans. We need to say, is this a contingency I need to spend a lot of thought, time, and energy on right now? Have I addressed the most likely things first? You won't need survival gear in sunny weather 40 miles from town on the freeway. You will need sunscreen. Get the sunscreen first. Number four. Simplify your solutions. If, for example, 
you found yourself stranded by the side of the road without anything to eat, and you knew you were going to have to stay overnight, a tarp, a pocket knife, some matches, some water, and a bag of trail mix will probably solve the problem in that situation. Go with the simplest solution you can find that's likely to protect you from harm and get you where you need to be. If you're anticipating a job interview, simplify your solutions. When someone asks you a question, have an answer that's simple, direct, to the point, and addresses the question you were asked. The time you might spend getting ready for 500 additional questions you did not anticipate is not time well spent, but a good night's sleep certainly is. Also, crack out the ironing board. Good grief, have you seen that shirt? Number five, start on the inside. All of the great tools and tents and beds and stoves and food storage devices and propane tanks and gas pumps and cars with great tires and movies on your iPad and everything else, all of the physical preparation in the world is of little use if you are not physically able to take care of it. If you are more concerned with your evacuation plan than you are with your personal fitness, you've got it backwards. If you're more concerned with your fears than your faith, you've got it backwards. If you are more concerned with your rightness than your rest, you've got it backwards. If you're more concerned with avoiding difficulty and avoiding those things that you are afraid of than you are with learning to face your fears and move toward them, you've got it backwards. Develop the skills that develop you first, then worry about the ones that happen outside of you. Number six, and this is the best one. Expect the best and record all proof of it. Keep track of the great, tender mercies in your life, the moments of beauty, the moments of connection, the moments of happiness. A minister named Jenkin Lloyd-Jones put it very well. He said, Anyone who imagines that bliss is normal is going to waste a lot of time running around shouting that he has been robbed. The fact is that most putts don't drop, most beef is tough, most children grow up to be just like people. Most successful marriages require a high degree of mutual toleration, and most jobs are more often dull than otherwise. Life is just like an old-time rail journey. Delays, sidetracks, smoke, dust, cinders, and jolts, interspersed only occasionally by beautiful vistas and thrilling bursts of speed. The trick is to thank the Lord for letting you have the ride. We'll talk again soon.